Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Good Thursday afternoon, people. How are you guys doing? We today are brought to you by the awesome people at Hawaiian House. Hawaiian House makes some of the coolest boogaloo gear in the world. I'm probably going to get demonetized because it's boogaloo. But Hawaiian House, they make some really cool stuff. Um, I actually have my Hawaiian House hat, but I think, uh, I don't know what happened to it. I think I left it uh, in the bathroom. Luckily, it's a private bathroom in my studio. Don't share with anyone, so I don't have to worry about it. But it's, it's definitely in the bathroom. See? Yeah, it's definitely in the bathroom, bathroom, but we're brought to you by Hawaiian House. You can go ahead and use the code CRUMPY over at HawaiianHouse.org to get 10% off anything in stock or out of stock or whatever. Uh, we are also brought to you by, um, hold on, I got a cough. Really professional, right? We are brought to you by... By Black Swan Tactical. If you go to crumpy.com slash militia, it will redirect you to the Crumpy Militia Collection over at Black Swan Tactical, and you can use code CRUMPY for 10% off. Links are in the description if you're on YouTube. You can also visit my site at crumpy.com. And here, this is what you all have been waiting for my Patreon. Just kidding. Patreon.com slash John Crump. Super chats are available. $25 will get you a signed book. And $5 will get you my new PVC patch, which I will show you in a little bit. And let me just uh, go ahead. I've got to start my timer here. We also have from Mantis, the Mantis X10 Elite. At 2,000 subscribers, we will be giving this sucker away. And it's just badass, man. It's just look them up. Look them up. It will help you shoot. So if you suck at shooting, you won't suck anymore at all. So hit that thumbs up, like, comment, and subscribe. And let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Our guest is a guy that uh, has a website and a podcast. And it is Stop Banning Guns. And his name is Mike. What's up, Mike? How's it going? Stop gun bans, actually. Right, uh, stop. Good to be here. Thank you. All right, dyslexia. If you look, no worries. There is a uh, banner up right now that has what it is. And yeah, um, I have a new overlay. I'm not exactly digging it because I have to do it in this way instead of full screen, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll work with it here. I should have tested it out. I did test it out, but I don't know why. It's good. Uh, and then well, I've also got, we're also on Facebook slash same name. So yeah, can't if I go like that, then you really can't see it. All right, it. so let's go ahead. I see grilling guns out there. Uh, suck less, exactly. Suck less with Mantis. And I see you, Chris Shoemake, out there. All right, so first things first. Your name is Ma Mike. And Mike, Michael, whatever you like. Uh, what do you prefer? Either one. Don't worry about it. All right, Mike. Mike. Oh, Mike, it's just shorter. 
too many syllables in Michael. My brain can't wrap around the syllables. Fair enough. I'm a little bit stupid here. <laughs> but nah. all right. So, stop. Gunbands.com. I take it you don't like gun bands. Do what? I take it you don't like gun bands. No, not at all. Any state, nationally, whatever the case may be, we hate them. They hate Hate's them. a strong word, but we hate them. And you also have a podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Well, I try to do it once weekly where I interview as many of the up-and-comings, who and who's who in the gun industry. Uh, I know you're coming on this week, so I'm looking forward to having you. We get other people. Last week we had Pew Pew Jew, Yehuda Reamer. Uh, we've had people yeah, like from CNJFO. And we just talk about... The Pew Pew Jew is going to be on my show next week, I think. Oh, he's worth it. He's a great guest. Yeah, I've, I've had him on He's speaking at the two A rally, the virtual two A rally. So am I, but so let's go. He's a fun. He's a fun guy. We just talk about uh, two A related issues. Get a, get to know what got them into the gun industry. Talk about maybe a little bit about their personal lives, things like that. Uh, and that, it goes about thirty minutes to at the most. The longest show I've had was an hour. It just depends on how long my guest wants to talk, and then I have to do a little show in between the interview so yeah shilling is really important that's how we pay the bills right exactly. oh, you got your uh <laughs> you got your logo working there yeah i had to see if i can mess with my camera settings a little bit all right perfect much better i'm not far off camera now all right so how did you come up with the idea of top gun bands and name and everything else see bring well, Brian Witt, sorry, Brian Witt was a hockey player who played for the Washington Capitals. Every time I see Brian Witt, I always think of Brendan Witt because of, I, I because of, up until the this coming season, I was a hockey fan. I'm gonna stop. I decided to stop watching all sports now. So, well, you know, these Corona mini seasons don't help. On the subject of hockey, shout out to the Vegas Knights. We're doing well this year. Uh, we beat you. Stop a couple years ago. Stop Gun Bands came to be. It was originally called Stop the Gun Ban. It started right after the Sandy Hook shootings when all of the media decided that they were on a crusade to ban literally everything. And it was just a Facebook page, again, facebook.com slash stopgunbands. And it grew and grew and grew. And eventually we added the blog and then a podcast. And every now and then we dabble in YouTube videos. But what really got us started, of course, was that unfortunate incident in Sandy Hook. And ever since then, every time something happens, of course, if there's a mass shooting, we condemn the shooter. If there's any sort of bill in Congress that they're trying to take away something, we do our best to rally the people following us. We have between the two, we have a Facebook group and a private page. And between the two, we have almost 9,000 people behind us. So all those people see links to the how, how to get a hold of their congressman, website, um, their phone numbers, DC switchboard. And we just we try to promote activism in a sense that, you know, you go out there and you tell your congressman or senator, hey, this isn't going to fly with me. Get this bill killed. And we've had limited success with that. We're also getting some success on state level. Shout out to CNJFO out of New Jersey. They're one of our biggest helps. Uh, they do a lot of great things up there. 
And well, our ultimate goal is to become basically a grassroots NRA, sorry, NRA, not to badmouth you, you're a great organization, but a grassroots version of that for people who might not necessarily agree with everything that they do. And we're just, we're only focused on getting any bad gun legislation killed and just promoting ourselves as a community for like-minded individuals who own or claim they own because they lost in a voting accident guns and would do whatever it takes to keep them. And that's really who we are. Am I missing something? Oh, I'm sorry. I, that there was some noise going on, so I killed my mic. I said I'm not a big fan of gun bans at all. And I think the more grassroots uh, people we have out there to deal with it, uh, the better. Um, but yeah, so with everything going on, what do you see as the biggest threat to guns right now, the gun rights? Right now, it would be the Biden-Harris ticket. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Let's pretend Trump loses the election and he takes the Senate down swinging. Both of those people's campaign websites flat out said, there are direct quotes you can get off their website, that they will ban what they call assault weapons. We all know better. They're semi-automatics. They're going to ban them. And the justification they use is that ducks have more rights than we do because we have to limit ourselves to three shells when we're out duck hunting. So they're doing it all on the wrong pretense. They're calling the guns, you know, assault weapons under the wrong pretense. They're semi-autos. What AR-15 has ever been deployed to a combat zone? And it's just, they, if they win, their plan is to get everything semi-automatic off the shelf. So as far as right now is concerned, them winning the election seems to be the biggest Yeah, I would have to agree with them. Uh, Harris is terrible. I mean, she actually put an amicus brief during the Heller, Heller case um, stating that um, th that the individual doesn't have the right to a firearm and try to argue that the militia meant the military, which is just crazy because if you yeah, read the that's... paper with Madison or anything like that, you can blink and you can tell that it's not about that exactly and that's her stance and being from california that's something that works for her unfortunately because the majority of her former constituents in california agree that you know people don't need certain guns but what right does anyone have to have when the second amendment flat out says right and right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed to tell me what kind of arms I can keep it there. And as far as the militia being the military, if you ask anybody in the military if they're in the militia, they're just going to laugh at you because the militia has no training. It's guys like me and you that might train on the weekends at the gun range, but you know we don't do half the stuff these guys that actually serve our country do, and I thank them all for their service, but it would be an insult to call the military the militia. We the people are the militia. Yeah, if you look at it, it's a, every able-bodied uh, male back at the time, and now I guess it applies to everyone. Um, that you know, they they figured that they were actually against standing armies for one thing. 
Um, the militia was the real deal back then. Um, so I think for her saying that, you know, it, it only applies to the military is crazy. Plus, when was the last time the government had to grant themselves rights to do something? They had to grant themselves rights not to do stuff, not the other way around. Exactly. In fact, it even says in one of the other amendments, the exact one is not on the top of my head right now, but at the powers that is not covered in the Constitution goes to the states and yeah. that it shouldn't That's even right. be. There you go. So what what right do they have? And to tell themselves what rights they do or don't have and delegate extra rights, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, it, it is. Sorry, I don't know what the hell is going on, but something's going on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it the Constitution sometimes is referred to as the document of negative liberties, and it's uh, called negative liberties not because negative liberties to you or I. It's negative liberties to the actual state. Exactly. It's designed to limit the powers, not grant the powers. And that's why if it's a right, it's a right and not a privilege. Yeah. And people don't see the, see the, seem to see the difference. Like the biggest difference I hear, I heard it the other day, just in fact. Oh, well, you know, you can drive a car and it's licensed and registered. Why can't you do the same with your gun? Well, frankly, you know, the Second Amendment, A, is my license and B, you can't tell me that I need to license something that I'm supposed to be allowed to have because the founding fathers agree that it's a universal right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I always hear the driving the car thing, but what doesn't, what they don't seem to realize is there's not a constitutional amendment to drive a car. No, there's not. And it's a privilege, not a right. And each state can choose who and what age can do it. But it is a constitutional amendment to decide that you have the right to bear arms. It's there. One of the first 10, it's one of the most important. And if we didn't have it, there'd be no free speech. What the hell was that? Not my end. Oh, I know what it is. Sorry. I have a new set. I got a new, new stuff, new equipment in the studio that I was messing with. You got a nice studio. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, Chris Shoemaker says the biggest threat uh, is people voting for idiots in office, which I kind of tend to agree with them. And Gorilla and Guns says melon voting is the biggest threat to our rights. Well, I've got a situation, a story about the melon voting. I'm in Las Vegas, and the state of Nevada is run by Democrats these days because Las Vegas has swung the whole state blue. A lot of Californians moving in. And the governor decided that we were going to go with a mail-in, not only, but mail-in primarily set up. Well, in return, the county chair, Clark County, decided that we would only open two voting places for all three million people in the county, one of which won't even be in Las Vegas. So if you don't want to play the mail-in game, you got to drive either all the way up to Mesquite, which is about a 50-minute drive, or you have to go stand in line possibly for 18 hours with everybody else to vote. And then on top of that, they had a primary here. And in every condo complex and apartment complex across the valley, people were finding their ballots uh, tic-tac to bulletin boards. 
They're not even putting the ballots in the right mailboxes. So how, how are we supposed to trust this mail-in voting nonsense? And finally, my last point on that is there was an article just the other day that pointed out uh, that the mail, the excuse me, the post office is overwhelmed and it's, it's just a complete mess up and there's no way they're going to be able to do it. They're trying to tell us to be prepared for the results to take longer than election day to come in. I just don't like the way things are sounding. Yeah. We are brought to you by Hawaiian house. You can visit hawaiianhouse.org and use code crumpy to get 10% off. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, the audience brings up a good point. Uh, would Democrats be okay for firearms purchases by mail? Because they're both rights, right? Should Wait. I be able to find firearms by mail? Firearms by mail? I'm all for it. Yeah, I ain't oh, gonna yeah. get a CNR license, but hey, if we could do it that way, that'd be cool. No, let's talk about like there's no license, like back in the old days where you just order from the Sears catalog. Like the old Sears catalog? Sign me up. Yeah, you know, I, I, I found a Sears catalog from like the 20s and they were or, it was 20s or early 30s, one of the two. Um, late 20s, early 30s. And they were selling a Thompson submachine gun directly from the catalog, which you can have mailed directly to your house. That's awesome. I saw one not long ago. After the AR-15 got debuted, you could buy a fully automatic version, and and this was 1960s dollars. I think it was like uh, $100 for fully auto or $37 for a semi-auto. Sign me up. <laughs> well, in the early 80s, you could pick up a M16 for $1,000 um, fully auto before uh, the huge amendment. 486 yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, that. if Trump wants to win our hearts after what he did to us with the bump stocks, he should say he's going to go ahead and repeal the Hughes Amendment. Get that off the table or try to. Then maybe he could, he could get every gun under United. Because I know too many people who feel that the bump stock ban and the red flag laws make him no better than Biden. And I just I don't see it when Biden's sitting here saying he's going to take everything away. And the fact of the matter is Don Jr. has one of those Crusader-themed ARs, so I really don't think his dad's going to take that away from him. So No, they're not going to go um, any farther than what they've already gone, which I think is too far. But, Way too um, far. Well, the, the importance of the election to me is SCOTUS, the Supreme Court. Chances are three justices are going to be replaced during the next administration. Uh, if Trump doesn't win, you can kiss our two A rights away. We're not going to happen. Absolutely. We have uh, the 5 4 split right now, but Roberts just refused to hear 10 gun related cases back in June. So it's just even with 5-4, it's no guarantee just because of who the chief justice is. I saw today Trump announced to, or it was might have been yesterday, that Trump announced to his shortlist would be in the event of A, getting reelected, and B, someone passing on. And from what I understand, I haven't really researched the individual judges yet. If we should get that sixth vote, that uh, maybe things will start to happen in the Supreme Court. 
Yeah, I mean, I have I've, I've seen this chart list, and we're actually GOA is actually going to come out with a, a response to the chart list. Uh, there's some good names on there. There's some not so good names on there, but there is some good names on there. I would love to see Ted Cruz in there versus him. <laughs> Ted Cruz. You know, well, I, he had he had to make a short list in a way because all Biden's going to do is say that, well, I promise I'm going to put an African-American woman on the bench and he's not going to release a, a list. So what Trump kind of had to do was throw some names on there that would appeal to the same people that would want to just flat out see generic African-American judge thrown on there. So his list basically was an all a tell all encompassing list. I don't think some of those names are really legitimate chances as and Ted Cruz might even not be a legitimate chance, but who knows? And we'll just have to see what happens and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, Cause chances are uh, Alito is probably going to retire Ginsburg. Uh, there's no way she can make it through another four years. Sorry. Sorry, Ginsburg, but you're not going to make it. Um, and, uh, and, and Thomas is probably going to retire. And that's two conservative judges right there. So that could swing it back to 5-4 in the wrong direction. So we really, really need to to get, you know, if Trump wins, he'll probably get to replace three of them. Um, so it'll be a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a six or eight which I was all confident about. And a lot of those will be like uh, on the bench, like for a while. So th this is a very important election. Um, yeah. And Joe did say that he would protect our right to hunt, which is kind of funny. Huh. That's reject our right to hunt. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Uh, how would that work out? <laughs> I guess he was changing it from, you know, right to bear arms to the right to hunt. No. See, that's the problem. These people really think that the Second Amendment's all about hunting, and it's not. I don't think they think that. I think that's what they... I think they know exactly what the Second Amendment means, but they just don't want to. Um, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, they just... They may know very well what it means, but they just they they appeal. The whole left appeals to emotion over logic, and whatever it is that people are going to emotionally resonate with is what they're going to say. And I've come to accept that. Yeah, um, unfortunately, that's the way it is. I mean, that's the way it usually works for these guys. They're clowns. <laughs> Good way to hey, put it. And Biden doesn't even know where the hell he is half the time. So if, if he wins, who who the hell is actually going to uh, be running the country? Dementia Joe. Well, then it would be Kamala, and she's supposed to be even worse than he is. Oh, he, so. she's terrible. She is terrible. Uh, although I do think all the unrest is actually is hurting them. I know Biden put out a commercial with the showing all the rioting and saying Trump's America, Trump's America. It's like. But aren't you the guy that was bellying these people out? You know? Right. Just, uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's ridiculous. I get worked 
up over talking about these. It, it gets old. In fact, if you want to move from politics, we can. I, I know it's your show, so yeah, I mean, we can do whatever the hell hell we want, man. We uh, um, this show is uh, okay. A lot of people ask me, "Can I get a list of the topics?" And I'm always like, "No." <laughs> you know, the show goes where it goes. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place here. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, well, uh, Larry King started the whole. You know, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna play him. We're just gonna see where it goes. But Larry King was like the originator of that format. Uh, Joe Rogan has taken it to a whole new level. I haven't seen anything in specific. Uh, I know yeah, Joe Rogan's quite the uh, character, but I haven't seen his podcast. Is one of my favorite podcasts uh, just because he has like people on there and they just have like a conversation and it's just like. I like it because you just sit there and it's a conversation. It's not like a, well, let's talk about this. Like on one show, he was talking about who would win a grizzly or a gorilla. Or have like a physicist on one day. He'll have a physicist on one day, like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Then we'll have like, uh, uh, then we'll have like Ben Shapiro on. And then he will have Tulsi Gabbard, and then he will have a comedian, then an actor, and then <laughs> everyone. Oh, I like it. I we need to get whoever does his booking because apparently he gets everybody. Well, he does have the largest podcast in the world, and he did sign. He did sign a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, so. Good point. I saw Bill Clinton signed a deal with Spotify, too. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't see that. Or what? I'm not sure how much I'm not sure how much he, he was paid, but uh, it was on I, I got a Samsung alert this morning that Bill Clinton was going to be doing a Spotify show. So I don't know when it's coming out or all the details, but I was just surprised when I saw the headline. Hanging out on a certain island with with young kids, maybe that would be appropriate for Bill. I know he won't have Hillary on, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Maybe Monica will make an appearance. Oh, I went there. <laughs> the, the human humidor, as I call <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Yeah, keep. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to blow your ratings out of the water. Let's keep you right around PG, PG 13. Dude, sometimes my show goes way off the rails. It goes uh, where it goes, man. It goes. I'll just put it this way the audience is old enough will understand. Monica is the famous sucker in America. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yep. Yeah, definitely. You think with someone with all that power, you know, if probably you have a lot of damn power, right? You're the most powerful person in the world. You would pick a better looking girl to have an affair with. Wouldn't you think? He, I got to give Trump credit for that. At least he picked good looking women, even if he had to pay for it for them to be quiet after the fact. At least most of them don't look like they hit the wall. That's Clinton's thing, man. He likes that. That's true. 
he, he likes and we have the most beautiful first lady we've ever had too. If I if I was married to someone like her, I wouldn't cheat personally. But you know, the fact of the matter is, let the man have his fun. He's throwing his money at it, and he's he's the most powerful man in the world, one of the richest men in the world. He can do whatever he wants, and there is a reason he's on his like fourth marriage. So I'm not going to fault the guy. I'm still voting for him. So yeah, my sister is good friends with one of his ex-wives. Oh, yeah. Any good stories? Not really. I didn't think so. Nothing Seems that... like all the exes have the bad stories to tell. They won't tell you anything good that ever happened, but I guess that's in any marriage. No, no, I mean, I don't have any, uh, it's not like really bad story. I really haven't heard any stories. My sister really haven't told me anything. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me show you something. Let me show you something really quick, and I'm going to get your opinion on some stuff here. This right here is my new patch. For pre-order, or you can do a $5 super chat, or pre-order it at, uh, just go to crumpy.com militia, slash militia, and that'll take you to my whole militia collection here. But you can, like, pre-order it. But here's all the, all my, my pre-order stuff. Not my pre-order stuff. It's all stuff available, but it's my new gear. I what do you think of my new logo? You can even get a damn iPhone case. I like it. Yeah, I, I try to make iPhone cases for my logo, and uh, because I use a transparent one, it just it didn't come out good. I got to come up with something like that. Your your stuff's looking really good. I'll help you with your logo. Appreciate I get off. I could definitely, I could, it's easy to do. I mean, just, yeah. Drag and drop. Basically, yeah. So this is my, the crumpy militia stuff. This is a patch. Uh, they actually went into production today, so they should be here in about seven days. So uh, October 1st was the target date uh, to actually get them out the door. Um, so I... They should go out a lot sooner than that. Um, all the proceeds go to help my youth, Bella, who is suffering from DIPG, which is childhood brain cancer. Um, all my super chats go to her. All the sponsorship money goes to her as well. And uh, Hawaiian House has been kind enough to sponsor the show, HawaiianHouse.org. Crumpy for 10% off, or you go to crumpy.com slash militia and get 10% off there. Um, I kind of own Black Swan Tactical, so they're not really a sponsorship. They're mine. So all proceeds from now until, I don't know, whenever, far in the future, um, for the next year, let's say, will go to my niece. All proceeds from everything on the site. I would not take a penny from the site. Everything bought on Black Swan Tactical will go to my niece. So you hear that, guys? Get this patch. It's worth it. Noble cause. Yeah, and also we have, uh, if you go to crumpy.com, you can check out our affiliate link so you can become an affiliate on Black Swan Tactical. We have some really cool stuff on here. Uh, I haven't been through this stuff. Um, a lot of people didn't know I own this until recently. Um, I, I kind of kept it a secret. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah. So yeah, we have this zombie shirt here that says, uh, "Let me do it." 
says pandemic 2020 i was promised zombies where are the zombies <laughs> that's awesome yeah and everything you see is my design um you have the the uh oh, i like the mugs George Washington mugs. If 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 you ain't first, you're last. George Washington. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Have you thought about doing face masks, even though we're not exactly the targeted demographic? Yeah. Um. Actually, I'm actually working on a couple. I just haven't put them up yet. Uh, this is another one I like. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by King George III. <laughs> Tactical assault possum. Assault possum. All right. I'm down. Yeah, you can see um, a lot of the stuff we do is kind of uh, tongue in cheek. It's nice stuff. Do you, is this set up for dropship or do you have a bunch of these sitting in your house waiting to fulfill orders? Uh, factory. Smart. They're not dropship. Uh, um, they're not dropshipped. Um, if if you mean like order from China, whatever, and they come in, no, 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 like that. They're they're all printed in the U.S. That's uh, good. Yeah, made in the U.S.A. is the way to go, especially with all of our jobs being right. so. I said printed in the U.S. <laughs> the sure. Good point. Good point. Or printed in the U.S. The job that matters. The printing. Yeah, it's it's impossible to get t-shirts and shirts basically anywhere. They yeah, just don't make them Any country can run a loom. So as long as it's getting printed here, that's that's the winning battle. Yeah, printed. Uh, they're all printed in the U.S. Kind of like North Carolina. Nice. Uh, you got this one. Give me bacon or give me death. <laughs> I cry almost as much as liberals. Andrew Jackson. That's awesome. Yeah. My 2 a Defender t-shirt and Trump is your president t-shirt. Oh, I hope they're wearing that for the next four years. That's all I'm going to say. If he wins, I hope to get one of those too. I should say when he wins, but you know. Yeah. I don't want to write it off. Chris, you make crumpy militia. You have a patch. I will get you a patch out. Um, let me write that down right now. Chris, you make gets a patch when they come in. Appreciate that. Yes. Please. And uh, yeah, we have this, uh, you know, our thing with the time of Chris Schumick there with uh, this, the Amanda's Extend Elite, the giveaway once we had 2000, basically the way you you enter is you have to subscribe to the channel and then every time you comment on a video one per video you get an entry so chris shoemake went through and commented on every one of my videos <laughs> so, <laughs> so most of the pages chris shoemake i'm like so i sent him a message saying man you don't win you're the worst fuck in the world it's still a random number generator at the end of the day right it, it still is but <laughs> or also if you're a Patreon, every dollar amount if you so let's say you a five dollar Patreon, 
that's five extra entries you get. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, Patreon's it, good to have. And five five dollars also gets you all the dropship patches. Because what I do with these patches is I get um the made up at one time. I get a hundred made up at one time, and when they're gone, they're gone. There's no more. I'm gonna have the last patch. But yeah. Where huh, I don't Yeah, I saw Sandhill's got a patch. I'm jealous. Yeah, he ordered it, but uh, you know what? I I, I, I wish I could uh send you one, but they're they're, they're done. They're out. Hey, no worries, no worries. As soon as I can figure out Stop Gun Band Shop, we were up for Labor Day weekend, but then uh integrating from uh the the vendor to WordPress. It was just a nightmare. Orders were getting lost in the middle of cyberspace. But once I get everything figured out, I will see to it you get something as well. I, I'll get you one of the new patches. Appreciate that. Ah, all right. Let me just see something here. Yeah, let me just uh, share this. That was the old pack. No order Sold out. Sold out forever. Uh, we still have stickers, though. <laughs> I had a question for you about that, actually. Traditionally, the old pirate flags for no quarter and all that, they were red. Did you go with black? Is black's just cool, or was there another reason? Uh, it just uh, it really contrasted with the uh, white more than the red did. As it should. That's a good and reason. More people are familiar with the black as well. Ah, uh, I see. So, you know, I'm, I, I pit it up and uh, I, I did a lot of a uh, little bit of research on it to see, you know, what people wanted and people wanted the uh, wanted the um, the black. Can't blame them. They just wanted what looked like a pirate flag. Can't blame them. Yeah, there it is. That looks awesome. So, yeah, guys, if you're seeing this, obviously, go to Crumpy's uh, shop and get you one when they're in stock. Uh, one of the reasons why um, I chose no quarter for tyrants is I'm from Virginia, right? So our right. motto, our state motto is six temper tyrannus, which means thus always to tyrants. Which means you know we're gonna kill you <laughs> if you're a tyrant. So uh, if you translate that into pirate talk, you would get no quarter no for tyrant. Exactly. It's a great motto, by the way. One of the best in the country. Ours is Battleborn. <laughs> we weren't even in the war. We got it at the end because we found some silver. Good for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm out in Vegas a couple times a year. Well, I hope you're able to come back, but, you know, with this whole COVID thing, our governor just lost the rodeo to Texas, so it's just a matter of time before we lose CES and SHOT Show, unless he gets this town reopened. Yeah, usually I go out to SHOT Show and also um, Red October. Nice, Red October. Biggest pro-gun club. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yes. Great, well, great range. A great range, man. Any, any range that you need a golf cart to go from bay to bay. <laughs> right? It's great. You feel like yeah. you're playing 18 holes of golf there. Yeah, and you pull up and you get to see a car and you go, inquire about shooting the car with a machine gun. 
Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, next time you come out, let me know. I'll tell you where the non-tourist traps are for the machine gun rentals. Because a lot of ranges do it, but not all of them charge five, six hundred bucks to shoot them. No diss to pro gun. I don't think they charge that high, but there are the ones in the strip that do. So, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I've never actually paid to shoot a machine gun. Yeah, me neither. And it was primarily because I saw what they were charging, and I'm like, um, I can call someone and give them some ammo and save about four hundred dollars. So no. <laughs> no, I just uh. I don't know. Usually the events I go to, they they supply everything. Rover is really a really cool event because the normal person can go there and they can pay like twenty dollar admission, and uh, all like the different AK companies have AKs there that are fully auto and with ammo, and they you know have them all set up so you can go fire AKs fully auto, and not only are you shooting a machine gun for as many machine guns as you want for two days for $20, but they're supplying the ammo as well. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Have you done SHOT Show Range Day yet? Uh, yes. I have not, so I'm jealous. We're hoping to do SHOT Show this year if we have it. And uh, Range Day is one of those things I got to try to get out there for. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. I don't. I mean, if they do have it this year, I'm not gonna go to. I'm not gonna go to uh, Range Day. Ah, uh, there's stuff going on. Oh no, it's just. Uh, I'm I'm a writer. True. To write stuff. And uh, I also have a lot of meetings, but and when I go to Shot Show, it's not. It's it, people think, oh, you gotta go out there and have a lot of fun. Well, uh, I go out there not as a YouTuber, but as a writer. So I write a lot. And I'm doing a lot of interviews and talking to a lot of uh, a lot of people in the industry. Um, so I have a lot of meetings. So it's just I, I like to have that one day where it's kind of like a light day because everyone's out, out of the range. Makes sense. I have not been to Knob Creek, Brian. Wants to know. Um, I, I want. I was supposed to go last time, but uh, was it COVID? Maybe they should have gone. I don't know. Something happened. I didn't go. Too bad. Knob Creek looks awesome. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to hopefully having something this year. That's all I know. In your case, it's great for networking, and that's basically why I'm going to be there for the podcast and try to have a booth for Stop Gun Bands just to spread the word about who we are, what we do. So for me, it's kind of like a must-do. And having been open since 2011, even though we just got serious with incorporating this year, it's just I, there's no excuse I haven't been yet. So it's it's going to have to happen. Hopefully it'll be this year. Yeah, Clover Attack says he has a lot of fun out there, but it is a lot of work. Yeah, um, my day is basically filled up with going from booth to booth, talking to people about different stuff. Um, then there, in between stuff, I write an article 
And then um, I probably finished two up that night. And then usually you have like a, like a 5-11 party or something I have to go to to write about that as well. So it's a lot of right. It's a lot of work. Um, it's exhausting. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What was maybe out of the past three shot shows, let's say, your favorite article or product that you wrote about? Was there anything that just was eye popping to you or, you know, something like that? That is a, a good question. Um, it wasn't actually probably a gun. It was hanging out with uh, Tim Kennedy and Andre Ovlovsky. Just like oh, nice. hanging out with them. Um, and just, you know, I, I was able to get some interviews and talk to them about guns and stuff like that. Either that or uh, I really like the Ghost Gunners. Defense attributed have a Ghost Gunner 2 and Ghost Gunner 3. Oh, I got to get me one of those. Yeah, Cody is a good friend of mine. He's a great guy. I'm glad he's been winning in court so far. I hope he yeah. continues. So I think it's uh, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, we that got a help. question for you. Uh, what is your favorite firearm and what one do you wish you had? Is that for me or you? You. My favorite firearm? Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but I got a M1A behind me. Don't touch it. Uh, it'll it'll kill my, the train. It's my favorite. So yeah, I won't touch it. It's my favorite so far. What I wish I could own? That's a tough one. There's so many I want. I'm more of, even though you know they're all going to be semi-auto nowadays. I'm more of a submachine gun type. So I've always dug like you know the MP40. Or um, the Tommy gun, but I guess I'm just gonna have to give you the generic, basic gun guy answer and say I wish I had a Barrett 50. <laughs> uh, I, I I was actually messed around with a uh, MP40 out at Red October. Oh, nice! I had about 500 rounds through one. I only buy AKs. That stole the uh, MP40s under folder, just so I can pretend like I have an MP40 and just kind of not fully click it back all the way and shoulder it. Yeah, it's fun, but it's not the real thing. I, I got to get my hands on one somehow, just to try it. What was it like shooting? No, uh, it, it was uh, the single rate was was low. I knew it was gonna be low, but it it, it felt good, and it was one of my favorite guns to shoot. Um, it was easy recoil. It was very, very awesome. I'll show you the gun I want. And everyone here is going to laugh at me. I know that. So um, just bear with me and uh, laugh all you want. But it is awesome. <laughs> Last resort. What do they call it? Liberator. Liberator. Exactly. For those that don't know... What this is, it's called a Liberator. During World War II, they dropped these over um, over France. And 
I have a grenade launcher, Brian. 40 millimeters, too. Destructive device registered. Um, <laughs> yay, yay. Big it's up. a flare gun, officer. It's not 35th. Um, but here you go. So they would drop these over France, and they, it was a 45 caliber, and it was a single shot. You can actually, I'm trying to point to it, and you could, they actually had more ammo in the bottom. That's where you see that little thing at the bottom. Uh, you can see where the ammo would go. Um, let's see if I can find a picture. Where the where the extra ammo you got, but you would still have to load it one at a time. Um, and the idea was that you would get this and you would shoot a German with it. Yeah, here we go. And then get a better gun. Get a better gun. Yeah. So let me go ahead. I'll stop this. I'll bring up the other one here, so you can see where the ammo would actually sit at in here. Uh, let me see here. I think this one is, which one was it over here? Let me see here. I think this might be it. Yeah, so it's a little bit, let me see if I can like zoom in here. Let me just uh, zoom in here. So that's where the ammo would sit. So you would have extra ammo in there. Um, it's not like you could like really reload it in time. They were terrible guns. They were produced out of like junk metal. They also were not exactly the most reliable guns. They would jam a lot. So a lot of times they would go up and like try to fire it. And like half the time it went fire, then they're pissed off a German with a... Uh, <laughs> with 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 a submachine gun, which is probably not a good not idea. Well. But when they worked, they worked. But they hardly ever worked. Uh, they're right now they're incredibly expensive because they, even though they made a lot of them, not a lot of them survived because they were disposable guns. Basically, once you shot a German and got a better gun, you just threw it away. I'm sure there's plenty at the bottom of the Seine River and other places in France you can find. But yeah, they're probably decomposed and rusted by now. The outdoor single shot. I, I'm not really a big fan of single shot pistols. I just like that because of the history of the um of the actual gun. Uh, but the outdoor single shot is is definitely an interesting gun. Uh, are, you, are you familiar with outdoor single shot? Are you familiar with outdoor single shot? Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. Uh, not that specific brand, but I mean, of course I'm familiar with single shots. Okay, well, let me see if I can find it. Uh, uh, here's a good one. This actually explains it perfectly. All right, let me uh, bring this up on gun history today. <laughs> All right, we are sponsored by Hawaiian House, HawaiianHouse.org. Use code Crumpy for 10% off. Okay, so let me go ahead and I'll share this with you. I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, 
All right, here it is. This is an Altor single shot. Let me do full screen here. I'll zoom in a little bit. Uh, basically, what you do is you remove the barrel, you stick the bullet in, and then you reinsert your barrel. What this always reminds me of, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it would be a perfect gun or like a cane gun. Like you make that the cane handle and you make a huge ass suppressor out of the cane body. Oh yeah. I could see that. That's that what would I'm be doing. a good cane gun. But this is this gun is not oh uh, yeah, but it's not the reason why I don't know. The reason why I don't I don't it's not that I I dislike it. Um it's fine. It's cheap. It, it runs around a hundred bucks. Uh, Can't go wrong with the cheaper price. I mean, I like Millsurps. My my most of my collections SKSs, most of the Gaunts, older Enfield. So I can't really give anyone too much heat over the prices. But to me, this thing kind of looks a little bit more like a gas pump. The when you put in the car, just. Uh, <laughs> But aside from that, I mean, if it works, it works. Whoever suggested it, good for them. I, I'm not going to give them any fail. for it. I mean, how is it going to fail? Yeah. It's a single shot. Primer, that's it. Single shot. You can't go wrong with a single shot. It's just hope you don't have more than two or three bad guys if you're fast. Right. Yeah. So. The cool thing, though, that I do like about it is it's definitely not going to fail. Do you know why? Well, it's a single shot. How could it fail? You know, it's really bullet, full trigger, firing pin hits, game over. Uh, like a Beretta has like 72 working parts. Like a lock has like 30 some moving parts. This has six. Yeah. This is six parts. Six. That's it. Yeah, I don't see how it could fail unless it failed to push out the spent case. Well, it definitely push out the spent case. Yeah, if that part failed, that could be the only way I could see a failure. Well, I, I would hope it goes boom as long as the firing pin's good. Well, 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 the, well, well the, the spin case doesn't actually get ejected. When you unscrew it, you know, it should pop right out, right? Or do you have to take it out yourself or ramrod yeah. something down the muzzle? Yeah, you can take it out, yeah. It, it, it stays right here. So you have oh, to pull it out. So um, then you put a new one in, you screw it back on, and... Shoot. I've got one of those old school H and R. I guess they were formerly Remington. A partner uh partner pump they are Remington. I, I got the pump twelve not pump, single action twelve gauge they put out. It was like a hundred dollar twelve gauge, one of my first shotguns. And whenever I uh, hit the lever, the shell just flies over my shoulder. Good luck catching it. But uh so that's what I'm used to, but actually having to pull it out, I haven't had to do before. But I can see why you can't go wrong with that either. It just might slow you down a little bit with the reload. Hmm. I think I might actually buy this. They're not too expensive. I mean, even with the panic pricing going on right now, there would be no way you'd pay more than 150 170 for it. But it for should that, only be 100 to 110 Oh, this? Yeah, you, yeah, you can get $100 bucks for this. Yeah, hundred bucks. I would hope it stays there. I really would. 
If anyone super chats me a hundred dollars, I will buy it and make a video on it. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. No one's gonna pay me a hundred dollars. You know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I gotta get me one of those B and T forty fives. Even though, again, even though it's semi, it's just that profile. I, I love how they made those guns. So I might have to amend my uh, my Barrett answer. That those B and Ts look really good, but they're like forty five hundred dollars. So that, I don't see myself getting one anytime soon. What is one owl nine? I don't know. And what are you trying to say, Chris? I see Chris out there trying to say something. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing your podcast for? The podcast started up in late April, early May. Okay. So. You got about 13 episodes up now. Have you done a podcast before that? Uh, I was guests on a few. I didn't have my own shows, no. Mostly just blog stuff. Yeah, um, this is the 121 episode of Fireside Chats. Um, I actually have like 400 episodes of another podcast I used to do with a couple other guys over uh, over uh, four years or five years almost. Well, you are famous. I'm not famous. Hell no. I can't talk to any gun guy I know and say, hey, I, I, I talked to John Crump and they'd be je not be jealous. They, they know who you are. So even in Mississippi, people know who you are, where I used to live, in the middle of the woods where, you know, news doesn't travel so quickly outside of local. People know who you are. So I'd say you're pretty famous. I don't know about that. Um uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in like just a small little community or something like that. Uh, if people are reading gun related topics or watching gun shows, they know who you are. That's just how it is. Oh, you built a name for yourself. Oh, it, oh, the gun cost one hundred nine dollars. That's what he's saying. That's not bad at all. No, I, I guess. Oh yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it used to didn't it used to be run like a hundred hundred dollars? I thought it was like ninety-nine dollars at one point. Ten dollars for panic buying, I guess. Even so, it's a great survival pistol. Oh yeah, definitely is. What what caliber did that come in? Nine millimeter. Okay, well nine millimeter. I, I wish it was something a little more beefier in the survival department, but that's okay. Like a forty-five. Actually, had a FOIA request for a bunch of bear attack stuff. And yeah, yeah. Talking about that stuff. Um, the stuff I found out about bears, right? There's a lot more text than what people talk about per year. And uh, bear spray does not work on bears. So I've heard. <laughs> I've read through the reports every time. They're like, they tried to bear spray and it didn't work. <laughs> I've heard people have had luck with 22s if they get the right shot. But, you know, the bear's so thick that you, you've got to hit it with something with enough momentum. That's why, know, a gorilla, that's why a gorilla would not beat a bear. Exactly. Of course, I'm sure that's going to start a debate in the chat. No, I mean, it's pretty much settled. A bear would win 10 out of 10 times a grizzly. Um, yeah. I actually 
Reese been researching this. Where who would win between a grizzly and a bear? And a grizzly would win. Or a grizzly and a gorilla. A grizzly would win, even though the gorilla is pound for pound stronger and bite force is a lot higher. Um, it's still not high enough. It's still not strong enough to uh, penetrate anything bad. The only thing that it could do if it like did like a cannonball jump, or sometimes they do and hit them and like broke some bones. If not, then they would be screwed. I did that. Then I like researched who would win between a crocodile and 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 a and a hippo. Croc, right? No. Really? No. Um, a bite force on a croc is massive. Even a saltwater crocodile, which is massive. But the hippo is so freaking thick. Good the point. The armor is thick. Uh, that uh, even though the croc it's so like muscular, muscular that the croc doesn't have enough bite to actually break bone, and the teeth aren't strong enough to penetrate the hide deep enough. Makes sense. But, but hippos are known to just attack crocs out of the blue and kill them. Like, I didn't know that. Who would have known that? I mean, that hippos are known to freaking just wreck wreck the crocs the crocs day like massive crocs just like hippos are mean animals man i've seen uh what was that there was an old tv show dual survival where they had to canoe through like some river in africa and there were hippos everywhere and they kept trying to canoe as far away as they could from them you don't want to screw with the hippo though i mean crockets crocs run from hippos because they can't do anything in the hippos and hippos just a bite of croc in half, like literally in half. Just like you got too close to me, dude. You're dead. Invaded my bubble. Should have social distanced more. <laughs> yeah. Where's your damn mask at, mother effer? <laughs> you imagine a croc in a mask? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, you ever eat an alligator? And hell no, I ain't eating alligator. I'm not, I'm not like, ever in New Orleans, go to Commander's Palace. They make uh, the best. It's my friend, my, my friend ate there, and I was just like, I'm not eating alligator. You wouldn't even know you were eating it if you ate it where I'm telling you to eat it. You'd have to really, I mean, you know, you ordered it, but you wouldn't know. You, you think they brought you fried chicken? It's that good if they do it right. Um, if you ever want to see something that's a that is very interesting, this is the last thing we'll talk about. Then we'll, I'll let you go. Fantastic, no rush. Uh, well, I, I gotta get going anyway. Huh? Kind of sick to my stomach a little bit, and it's not the corona. Um, but check this out. How about crop? You ever hear the Conniffany of Hell, the story of the Ramey Island Crocodile Massacre? Huh. You hear about this? No, I haven't. In Myanmar, which used to be known as Burma, right? There's an island off the coast called, um, called, um, uh, Ramey Island. During World War II, the Japanese held it. 
and the Allies invaded. What happened was they pinned the Japanese in, and there's a big swamp, and the Japanese been killing all the animals on the island to eat them. So all the crocodiles are very hungry. So a thou like actually fifteen hundred Japanese decided they needed to get to the other side of the island where they had a Japanese base. Uh, the island kind of pinned in. So, so they decided to try to go through the middle of the island. The middle of the island was infested by these crocodiles. But these crocodiles are ambush hunters. So there's like a thousand of them. So about 1,500 Japanese go through, right? And right. the British. The British is holding the island, and they're like, well, should we go up? And they're like, no, just hold up. You know, don't go in there. You know, it's, we don't want to get stuck and pinned down or whatnot. So at nighttime, they would hear screaming, and then they would hear gunfire. It never stopped. So the crocodiles were our best ally. Yeah, and uh, so they were. So they started radioing. Like, hey, do we have troops in there engaged? And they're like, no. So all through the night, they would hear screaming, firing, like blood curling screams, firing, screaming, firing. What was happening was these crocodiles being starved because the Japanese were eating all the animals. But they were really hungry. So they were just waiting and attacking these Japanese soldiers and just ripping them apart. Um, and, and they were turning to like a, a feeding frenzy. And out of the 1,500 soldiers, only 500 of them made it to the Japanese base. Wow. So at least 1,000 were eaten, we're going to assume, or yeah. not getting firefights. Yeah, it was called the Caniphany of Hell. Wow. Uh, for all the atrocities they did during that war, I'm not going to feel too terrible this happened to them. However, yeah. that, that's sad. There, these crocodiles are like crazy. Uh, they were 23 feet long, up to 20, 2,200 pounds. Wow. And, uh, five or just... Oh, look at that sucker. Yeah. Freaking not not nice. I think I would uh, commit seppuku if I were one of those Japanese soldiers and saw one of those crocs coming for me. Yeah, can you imagine the horror? Oh, God, man. I would like to see someone make a movie about it. That would be very interesting for a movie. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't. I don't think Hollywood this day and age would make that movie. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool, like kind of Ghost in the Darkness type thing. Yeah, uh, it, it could be a good horror flick. World War Two slash horror movie. You could mix the genres up. Could be something. You know, any Oscar producers out there listening, check it out. Well, I've read it. Well, I'm a writer. Yeah, John will write it. I have a book coming out, but I can't talk about it. Ah, fair enough. It's a ghost written, so. 
tell. When it comes when it comes to your books, you know, I know you do a lot of uh, all sorts of writing, but do you consider yourself a historian, or are you a historian when it comes to this kind of stuff, or would this be more of a hobby? I don't write about. The, I don't really don't write about this type of stuff. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll write a short article about something like that, but it's not like my books. Everything is not about uh, about this stuff. Um, my books are either. You know, some nonfiction gun related stuff or um a gopher in a book for someone else. Like a lot of books you read are actually gopher by other people. You just don't know it. <laughs> Every um, author's secret. Well it's, you know, well there's these big name people, right? And they want to write a book. And right. uh, they don't have time. If you ever wonder how like some of these big name people can turn out like six or seven books a year and do all the other stuff they do because they're not actually writing it it's not, it's not really a secret secret it's like an open secret i guess it's not it's not publicized so they, ghost writers so they come to someone like me um and uh that's it and then you know, I get a revisual, get the money for the book, and that's it. As long as you get paid, you know, since you're doing most of the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just for the name. All right. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Sure. Um, again, my name is Michael Zubik. I founded Stop Gun Bands. Uh, you saw the link, stopgunbands.com. We primarily, however, use facebook.com slash stopgunbands. From there, there's a private group link. You can click to join the private group. More goes on in there because of Facebook's restrictions. I have a podcast. It's anywhere podcasts can be found. However, it's on anchor.fm slash stopgunbands. And usually airs on Friday, sometimes Thursday, sometimes Saturday. But... I try to do it once a week. I might take a week or two break off here and there. And I'm happy to say that Mr. Crump is my next guest. So that's everything yeah. I had to say. Thank you. We were supposed to be filming it right after this, but I we might have to push it tomorrow because I don't know. I think I might have eaten something bad. Then Whenever get... you're ready. Yeah. So it's probably going to be tomorrow because I think I'm going to not be too well. <laughs> No yeah. worries. It'll it'll be up forever after we get it done. All right. Everyone, you know, patreon.com. Just go to crumpy.com. Everything's there. Everything's in the description. So I'm not gonna really go into stuff. Join GOA, GOA slash black dust one dash media and everything else. I will be back tomorrow with uh, I don't know who the hell who do I have tomorrow. Hold on, I'll tell you. It's curious because I can't remember who I'm having tomorrow. Shout out to John Petrolina. Yeah, good guy out there. Very good guy. Uh, let's see here. Move on. What the hell? And I guess while we have a little dead air, shout out I, to CNJFO. Oh, yeah, I kind of. Looks like I forgot to schedule someone for tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Maybe we won't have a show tomorrow. But we do have a Civil War show coming up. Um, uh, 
the next American Civil War. Remember, we'll do that tomorrow. I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, that was supposed to be on Saturday. So we'll probably keep that on Saturday. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, and I will see you around.